Chapter 2 of Courage. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Courage by Ruth Ogden. Chapter 2 On the Watch. At the time of the commencement of our story, Courage was twelve years old. To be sure, she was only six over in that little first chapter. But to be quite honest, that wasn't a first chapter at all. It was simply what is termed an introduction. But we did not dare to mention the fact, because if you will believe it, that is something many people cannot be persuaded to read. So the real story commences with a twelve-year-old courage standing one May morning on the edge of a wharf at the foot of a west side street. The wind was tossing her auburn hair and winding her little plaid skirt close about her, but was not strong enough by half to blow a sad, wistful look from her brown eyes. Morning after morning she had taken her position at exactly the same spot, and there had sat or stood for hours at a time. The men who worked on the wharf had come to know her, and some of them to wish her a cheery good morning as she tripped by. It was evident that she was watching for somebody, and that the somebody did not come. After a while they began to feel sorry for her, and finally one of them, Big Bob they called him, resolved to stroll out to where she was standing that breezy May morning and have a word with her. "'Be is watching for someone, miss,' he said. "'Yes,' answered Courage. "'I've been watching a great many days.' "'That's what the men was a-noticing, miss. Is it for your father you're looking?' "'No, not for him.' There was a sadness in her voice, which even the big burly Scotchman was not slow to detect. "'Mayhap ye've no longer a right to be looking for him on any of these world's waters,' said the man, gazing down sympathetically over the ledge of his great folded arms. Courage bit her lip, and the tears sprang into her eyes. But she managed to answer. My father died two weeks ago, sir. Just two weeks ago today. While the man looked the sympathy he could not speak. That is why I'm watching for Larry. Courage added. For Larry? He exclaimed. Is it for Larry Star you're watching? Why, yes, said Courage, as though she thought anyone should have known that. Do you know him? Of course I do. Every longshoreman knows Larry. Have you seen him lately? Very eagerly. No, not for a twelve-month. But come to think of it, he often ties up at this very wharf. Yes, often, said Courage. But it's two months now since he's been here, and he never stays away so long as that. You don't think— She paused for a moment, as though afraid to give words to her fears. You don't think, do you, that he can have died too, somewhere? Poor little Courage, with her mother dead since her babyhood, and her father lately gone from her, no wonder she felt it more than possible that Larry would never come back. Oh, no, miss, said the man reassuringly. He'd never a died without our hearing of it. Still, it's some old he's a-getting, is Larry. He's a good strong man yet, though, Courage replied not willing to admit the possibility of waning powers in her hero. Faith, and I know he's a good man, miss, and no doubt, too, 
but his strength will be as his day but you don't know anything about where he is now courage asked rather hopelessly no not for this twelvemonth as i was a-tellin ye but like as not some of the men has heard some word on him gang back with me and we'll spare him a question or two whereupon he extended his hand which courage took rather reluctantly it was such a powerful-looking hand but there proved to be nothing rough in the way it closed over the small brown hand she placed in it so side by side in this friendly fashion they walked up the dock to where the men were unloading a southern steamer has any one of ye heard a word of larry Stourlate? called big bob but in a tone so different from the one in which he had spoken to courage that she gave a little start of surprise and then hoped he had not seen it most of the men shook their heads in the negative never a word answered an old irishman indeed only one of the number made no reply whatsoever so that courage thought he could not have heard it was his place to free the huge iron hook from the bales after they had been landed on the wharf and he seemed all absorbed in his work fortunately however he had heard and as he stood watching the hook as it slowly swung back aboard of the vessel he called out yes i have some word on him bob anybody quiring for him of course there is just a vera little lady what i've here by the hand if you'd ask worth the name john you'd seen her for this oh is it you miss said john looking for the first time toward courage and at once recognizing the little girl who had been so long on the watch well then i can tell ye he'll be at this wharf this day week certain the lady birds do here on friday or saturday and larry's under contract to carry part of her cargo down to the stores monday morning it's a pity miss you hadn't asked me afore i could have told you the same any day back for a fortnight but run down bright and early next monday morning and take my word for it you'll find larry's lighter swinging up to this wharf as sure as my name's jack armstrong courage meantime had grown radiant oh he'll come sooner than that she exclaimed exultingly he'll tie up saturday night and spend sunday with us he always does that when he has work at this pier for monday then looking up to big bob she said gratefully thank you very much for finding out for me i will run right home now and tell mary duff and suiting the action to the word courage was at the wharf's end and up the street and out of sight before the slow-moving longshoreman had fairly settled to work again now that courage was sure that larry was coming as sure as though it had been flashed across the blue may sky in letters of silver all the hours of weary foreboding and waiting were quite forgotten so true is it as celia thaxter sings in that peerless song of hers as brave as any bird note and as sweet dark skies must clear and when the clouds are past one golden day redeems a weary year end of chapter two